Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. Hi everyone, it's me, Joel, a playwright and performer. And it's me, Kishan, a science educator. And welcome back to T42, our best friend podcast where we talk about yes, whatever yes, yes, yes. the fun pack we want. Uh, see, now I just... Fun pack is very vogue, like, well done. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just... In the moment yeah, did, you just, in, did you take yours? Yeah so that's why I have the uh, The Singapore the, mask The Singapore it? mask The Singapore flag mask I, I was very against The idea of even Like remember They, they polled people to so like Do you want a fun pack So they would know How many they were supposed to make Because there's no national oh, wait, day so now people right people who said no Didn't receive one lah No no be- So it's an opt in opt out thing said, No people who said no Like they, 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 they didn't keep track But they then had an idea Of how many to make because you have to go and collect, it. right? So like obviously yeah. I didn't collect it, but my parents did because they're so yeah. patriotic, right? Oh, yeah, 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 they yeah. were so patriotic. I mean they were really the like at uh in the evening on National Day, like lean out of the window and like wave the phone kind. Oh my god, I saw you showed you sent me a <laughs> yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah so I sent cute. me a video. Yeah. It was very cute though. Why are we talking about a fun pack? Because you you want to start anything with F one, like Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so like I now I just keep quiet and just wait for you to say the F word. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, how are you this week? Uh, it's been it's been a stressful week. Mm. It's, I'm not gonna lie, work is getting me down. But you know what, sis? I'm here and we're creating new new content. Yeah, I'm also very drunk because it is Saturday. <laughs> it is and Saturday. Like, I'm actually getting used to the tempo of having nowhere to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so sad. It's like Saturday nights. It used to be. I uh, oh, right. We used to like plan things. We used to go out. Well, it's not just. Oh, that. We're, talking, we're talking about like it was like fucking twenty years ago or something like that. It feels like it's been no, twenty it's, years. It's sister. more. It's more like. Like on a Saturday night, you would be so sien to go out. You know what I mean? It's really? like yeah, it's like people are all going out. So you feel this weird FOMO if you don't go out, right? But then Oh, I don't understand yeah, this. Okay, okay. Maybe it's just me lah. Uh, like if you go explain? out and then you're too lazy or you're very sien or you just want to stay at home. But then you feel lame for staying at home on a Saturday night, you know what I mean? And, and then, then now you... we want to go so cannot. <laughs> because everywhere closes at ten thirty. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's true. Everything closes so early, it's yeah. just bizarre. Well, I, okay, although I will like so the other day my I was catching up with my London friends, right? Yeah. And then they were telling me Oh girl, like the raves are back in London. Like people are actually having well I told you this, so you know, like a lot of people are actually having like raves again. So they're all illegal, right? And, and where are they having the raves? In forests. <laughs> I'm sorry, that sounds in amazing. Forest, okay. I wanna go to a rave in a forest. Yeah, me too. But it's also like it sounds very midsummer's night dream. <laughs> no, it also sounds like fucking nineteen ninety three, Okay. Raves in forests, in warehouses, and I'm just like if the pandemic never ends, if we are stuck with it forever, it will be because of all these crackheads in London. Correct, That's why, yeah. Just like <laughs> spreading spreading the virus through raves. Yeah, correct. Mm. Yeah. Sina, can you please stop, guys? Please, uh, everybody. We just want to get back to normal so that we can have legal raves again. I know. <laughs> please, please, tolong, tolong. <laughs> Okay, we're going back to our regular programming today, so it's time for this week's edition of Pandemic Potluck, the durian edition, because it's durian season. Oh my god, it really is. Is it you bring Mao Shan Wang? Mm, or is it you bring uh, D24? Or is it you bring EXO? Mm, or is it you bring, I just found this out. Old tree Mao Shan Wang. I don't oh, know what that is. That is like the Mao Shan Wang that grow on the extra old tree. Maybe it's the, the mm. like the sage tree. Yeah, <laughs> like, so it's like the inside the 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 tree got a lot of like sweet sap. 
我系都系嗰时半点啦，冇计。我我苏卡，我苏卡。唔，我系 you bring the four seasons to your path。Oh, I like that. Oh, the other day I tried um this uh uh durian strudel. <gasps> yeah, so you know that this company does like these strudels,、oh, apple strudel. Sounds amazing. This is very good. Is it the Ritz strudel place? I believe so. I love that. Okay, yeah, I can't think of like a lame thing that someone would bring to a durian or, or mangosteen. You bring mangosteen. <laughs> yeah, you bring mangosteen. You know, people eat durian and mangosteen together because they're supposed to like negate. Yeah, yeah. It's, very, it's like that thing where I like, don't know whether it's real lah. Mangosteen is cooling, but it really isn't. But you know what? I love mangosteens. I don't know. I love them. They just taste a bit like sour, like sour longans. They're delicious. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, why are we talk about durians? Because okay, so Kishan's at my house now. And、yeah. he was so sweet to bring. Like he ordered some durian in to ingratiate himself with my family. <laughs> well, it's as if I did something wrong. What? No, so my my family are all very fond of Kishan. So he decided to just like further. He <laughs> basically wants to be better than their actual son.、Uh. <laughs> so he ordered. So we had a durian feast just before this. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. Anyway,、mm. what are we talking about for today's pandemic potluck? I don't know. You had you had something、oh, yeah. that was on your mind. Um. So I was reading because a lot of my UK friends are posting about this, right? So I was very curious and didn't really understand. So I was hoping you could explain to me. Sure, I'll try. Right, so like the A level results recently came out in the UK, right? And、yeah. everybody is freaking out. Yeah. Because apparently, like, there's this, um, so basically there's a huge discrepancy between, um, their A level results and what I'm being told was their projected results.、Mm. So from what I understand, the UK did not sit. For the A levels this year、That's、because、right. of the pandemic, right? That's right. Yeah, you're、um, right. But it is A level season,、mm. and they're all due to go to university soon. Apply to apply university. Oh, if they、right? already haven't got to this place, yeah. Like, yeah.、Uh, so, apparently, so if they didn't sit for the A levels, yeah. What, What are they talking about? Right. So you're right. They、mm. didn't sit for the A levels because of the pandemic because they couldn't. This this is a logistical nightmare, right? To have a national exam, they couldn't possibly create. Uh, uh, an area for them to take an exam without possibly infecting many people. No, so can I that, just say、yeah. it can be done? One,、no. just say that the UK correct. So、no. it's like Singapore would have found a way. Singapore、yeah. would have found a way. Correct, but but oh god, god, we sound so fucking patriotic right now. <laughs> following <laughs> yeah, our national yeah, day correct, episode. Correct, correct. But anyway, so what happens that you're right? They didn't sit for the exam, so they still needed to be given a grade. So what、uh, you the, the the UK's model was that they would look at a school's. Past years' grades,、uh-huh. okay, for the past three years, so they take that as a factor. Then each teach, then teachers will then have to、uh, give a projected grade for each student. So that's another factor based on their performance、yeah. thus far. Based on their performance、right. thus far. So um, y- you were you were t- you were telling me just now like, oh, do they use the prelims now? Not every school in the UK has a prelim concept. Right. So it's basically just work done. This could be accumulation of tests, homework. Wow, all sorts of things. Hey, wild, and also, of course, there's a there's a huge factor where a teacher then has to a teacher then has to actually project lah, like based on this work, based on hard work, what is the projected grade? So it's a lot of it's a lot of that. But teachers tend to、uh, be lenient. Teachers、lah. tend to be lenient and tend to give students the benefit of the doubt. So they tend to mark upwards. So the projected grades tend to be more generous, right? You know, and that's kind of what happened. Okay, so they had like a bunch of like. Teachers' predictions that were meshed together with like the school's typical performance. That's right. Right. So they and with this they came up with like a set of projected grades, lah. Exactly. Which would actually have been their A level grades. Uh, so they came up with a、well, bunch. Well, in their school leaving grades, right? Yeah, their school.、Mm. So, so yeah, so Ofqual, which is the the body that deals with qualifications in in the UK, they took all this data and churned it through this this. Statistical、Algorithm、thing that they had exactly,、yeah. and they came up with grades that they didn't. T- 
turn back to the school and say, these are your grade distribution. Ah, this, these see. are the grades for the students. These okay. are the distribution. So the controversy that's happening now is, from what I understand, the, the Ministry of Education in the UK or whatever has yeah. now corrected all of these predicted grades and significantly lowered them, Significantly. Right? So where the controversy is, is that like it's factoring in location yeah, yeah. Uh, and the history of the school, which is mm. basically what a lot of people are now saying, is just saddling these schools with more um, structural inequality, because it's like it's factored for like class. Yes, yeah, and uh, yeah. it's, it's not see, it's not directly factored for class. It's not factored for class, but it's like yeah, but it's basically like. Um, but when you factor in location, you mm. indirectly, of course, factor in, in class, class, and you yeah. factor in race, and you factor in all these. So sorts it's of like things. schools that are predisposed to do well do well. And schools generally, that have historically done worse are now corrected backwards, right? Generally, yeah. but across the board, it is a drop. Okay, across the board, that, that's what schools are saying, lah. That, right. that, that, that they feel that they are now forced to give failing grades when they have never experienced a failure in the past three years. Oh, because like everybody needs to depress their grades, so yeah. like oh. because they, they, they're now all held towards this distrib- uh, uh, all held against this distribution mm. that they all have to follow. And so, where schools never had to give failure, uh, failing grades before, they now suddenly have to give a failing grade to one or two students, and they feel that it's really unfair. It, it is and students, unfair. Students are going crazy, it, it and I feel really bad like, for them. It's really like. Um, so I saw an open letter going around oh, sent yeah? to the, the University of Oxford saying like, please, University of Oxford, you need to factor something in when dealing with this set of grades. Open letter by, by whom? By a bunch of um, Oxford grads or alum, uh, alumni oh, who are now wow. right, who, who were from disadvantaged backgrounds saying that, um, you know, these these projected grades don't take into account the fact that like people tend to, you know, people can turn around during exam time that's the whole drama of the exam right in that like you you do a certain way up to a certain point and then like because of the the intense pressure of yeah, like the, the exam stress or the stress or it, even right? just like the hey bitch gotta sit down and get things done yeah like there can be miracles when you believe right yeah no, it's true and Correct. like i think so what this is obviously not factoring in is this la the potential for people to really turn around Correct. so like i think based on some of the things i've been reading it just sounds like none of these adjusted grades adjust for like the, the human factor la. human factor like the magic of the magic of panic right <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we all identify I mean, with that it seems it seems like it and and so a lot of these kids i believe are now uh, basically appealing and they can't appeal to the Department of Education in the UK. The UK does not allow for this. So UK says that if you want to appeal, you have to go through it through the schools. And so what they have done, I, I think uh, this is just throwing work back onto the schools. So the Department of Education has now said, if you want to appeal, you go to your schools. And universities, if you want to accept these people, it's your choice. So they're basically shoving off responsibility. Oh, and I'm like, this is not how you do things. so incompetent. Yeah, so I, I, I can understand the frustration. I feel really sorry for this year's graduating batch because... A difference between A and B could really mean something like Yeah, it could you know? mean a difference between one tier of universities and another. Exactly. Right? So I do I don't know. I just I just feel really oh bad God. for, this for is everybody. Bringing me back to my own A levels and how A levels I have time. to say the A levels were the most stressful times of my life. But it was also a time where I felt the smartest. <laughs> yeah, because you were learning all these things and you're sounding like some fucking like Yeah, I felt like some some fucking scientist, yeah, you know. I was, I like, was doing economics was I? Eh, and wow. like, I didn't do very well, la, but it's like I was like, oh uh, this and that. It's like okay, the law this of marginal diminishing return. Diminishing mm. marginal returns. Excuse not bad, not bad. me. I can say things like, um <laughs> an improvement from zero to anything is an infinite increase. Mm, okay? It's true, yeah, mathematically I have, sound. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
You know, and I was doing like Cold War history. Yeah, see, I yeah. find people who study history amazing because it feels like you have a lot sexy, of facts. Sexy, right? Sexy, I think right? it's very sexy. Yeah. So I think you have a lot of facts to just ramble off. I think it's so sexy. I mean, that's basically all of my A-level history was like memorizing facts that I've now forgotten except that when I can like recall interesting factoids for like dinner parties. Don't ask me to do it now. Nah, I can't, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Hitler only had one ball? <laughs> I don't know if that's a myth. No, I mean, that's... A, okay, that's, okay. I'm being very ironic. Anyway. There. Anyway. <laughs> yes. So, I'm like, now I'm curious, right? So, like, actually, what will happen in Singapore if, like, come... Mm. When, when is the A-level here? November? A-level is coming up in, I think, October. Yeah, then what happens if, like, you know, touch wood? I mean, it touch wood. Touch wood if that happens. But I think we have processes in place where if the national exams ca- cannot be set for... First, we all have a prelims. You know, the, we, we make it... All schools have prelims, oh, right? Yeah. So at least now that there is some level of... Some level of standards, you know, that we can, we can actually take. And schools are, I'm guessing... And I think highly encouraged to make sure that they pitch their prelims appropriately mm. for their students. So, mm. you know, so at least there's something to go by. Like, not like just work done, which is so nebulous. Wait, so basically, if like touch wood, the O and A levels cannot cannot carry through oh, because, of, wood, like, pan- because of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. All the prelim results will be used. No, instead. no, no, not just that. So prelims will be a good gauge, of course, and then teachers will, of course, have to give. Um, teachers have to give input. Right. You know, there's whole processes to follow. That la. sounds like a lot of work. It is a lot of oh work. It God. is a lot of work. But the point is, there is a fair way to deal with this. You know, and I, th- yeah. I think because we have a really solid system. You no, know? I agree. So like. Uh, I think of all the government ministries, right? Mm. The Ministry of Education in Singapore is the soundest one. Like, I, I, I truly, okay, I truly admire. I like it, yeah. I admire many things about MOE. It's like in in our, uh, you know, in the past 10, 15 years, we've seen so many positive changes, right? Mm. Like doing away with um, st- st- uh, streaming, mm. um, doing away with like uh, certain kinds of like changing the mother mother tongue curriculum because like you know people are recognizing how actually. Difficult it can be. Oh, you mean like Chinese B or Mother Tongue B? Yeah. Okay. Um. Actually, I can't remember like, What am I talking about when I say that? Like, that's what are some of the most positive changes that have come about. Like I was talking to you about full subject based bending. Mm. Yeah, where they can like, like now students it, students in twenty twenty four can take different subjects uh, at different levels right. according to their their interest right. and, and their ability. Right. So like to explain it to our non educator friends, it's basically right. If you are like me and you tend to do very well in a set of subjects, but then your maths and physics and Chinese very bad, you can opt <laughs> to take your maths, physics and Chinese at a lower level level at the national exam. Basically, you know? there's now going to be you know like now how does Chinese and then there's Chinese B. Now yeah. you have like maths B. Yeah, essentially, no, like, right? essentially, you're right. Yeah. It, it, that, that's the thing, and and it all and and you all and you sit for it at the national exam at these differing levels. Yeah, it's like so. What it sounds to me, it what it sounds like to me is like it's a recognition of the fact that school can be very stressful. Correct, and, and exams can be very stressful, and it's an understanding yeah. of we all function differently at different things, and this. Yeah. I, this is just a nod to, towards diversity, yeah. la, which I'm all for. You yeah. know, I'm like, this is great, but I'm also very stressed about they've it also, because I would have to implement they've, it. They've also done away with the normal stream, haven't they? No, like, like, now it's still there. Yeah, but they're doing away with it, right? With the full base bending, this will sort of disappear. La. Right. Uh, because you have classes that were now So it won't, be, it, won't, it won't be streamed, you have mixed classes. So each class yeah, will have different, different, like, in theory, it will have different, like, abilities. Yeah. Yeah, oh, exactly. That's great. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I think overall it'll be a good thing. Yeah. Mm. I know. Good good job, MOE. I feel happy, like Somehow I wish that like this is starting to sound like a PSA. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like a public service announcement about subject based bending. 
Oh, I mean, would it be a bad thing? No, oh, I'm no, just going to say hi to all our listeners from the Ministry of Education. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're listening, spying on one of your own. Some of them are my friends. Like, they're listening to this. Hi, guys. Yeah, your friends and Kishan will tell you your superiors. Yeah, hi, Kishan superiors. He's uh, I'm going to give a character testimony. He's very good. He's very good. Yeah. He's a uh, very good. <laughs> Stop there. Yeah, he really loves his job. I really do. Though. Please don't fire him. <laughs> Okay, what now do you want to talk about now. On to my little offering about the pandemic potluck. Mm. Is this some? Is this little thing that I stumbled on because I had death on the brain. I was <laughs> yeah. I re- I really really did because uh, I uh, just should, some, I, should I be worried? No no no. <laughs> it's just, I was just thinking about death. You know, just it just suddenly popped up, and I found out that Singapore uh actually have have death cafes. Have you heard of this thing called death cafes? No, not until now. Okay, so like. Death cafes are, are a global phenomenon, okay, and they start and they, they've been around for years. They're and not suicide cafes. No, no, they're they? not suicide cafes. <laughs> but I have a funny story about about this in relation to suicide cafes. I, I I'll get to it. I'll oh get to God. that. So, so, so a death cafe is basically this idea where people who are interested to talk about death and to understand death better, especially in relation to their own lives, come together. They just talk. You know what death is to them have they experienced death what do they want their funeral to look like huh. what do they want to wear what music mm. do they want it to be a celebration do they want people to cry do they want to be cremated do they want to be um, buried so it is a very healthy acceptance uh, uh, understanding that we are all going to die and then a slow acceptance of it and then making plans you know and then because I think with acceptance yeah. you then there's action yeah I do agree that the more you come to terms with Death, the less scary. It's like you can start laughing at it, or you can start. I'm, I'm not there yet, lah. Or you can't laugh at it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I, death frightens me. I, I don't know. I mean, it frightens me too. But I don't know what it says about me that I sometimes think about ways I might die and I find I, I laugh. What What are some of okay, these okay. ways? So uh, we'll get back to your we'll get back to your death cafe can, in a bit. But can. like, this is so an like, interesting segue. Um, in my play family outing, yes, <laughs> which I wrote in 2011 as my debut play, right? Mm. The the main character who is me. Um, dies when his mother asks him to go and fix the TV. So okay, so so the TV in the house is goyak, right? So the mom says, "Hey, go and like fix it." And so he she gives him a clothes hanger, a metal clothes hanger to put into the TV. I remember this. So he does it and he gets electrocuted. And I kid you not, it's be, it's like I just keep thinking that would be the funniest way to die. Wow, because it's tragic. So our old TV used to be like that. So we would, my mom would like get us to poke at this it. This is with, a real life yeah, story. So I could, I feel like I could have died. <laughs> via electrocution Are you kidding? This is a real thing Yeah That's why I wrote it in It was so funny I just thought it popped up From your head Like somewhere I'm that not so, is, No I'm not so creative That is not great yeah. That is so scary So I, every time I think about that I think that would be very funny This fucked up Yeah Because like Anyway yeah. <laughs> That is not okay Okay anyway So for, for death cafes um, The person who Who, who sort of Conceptualised The death cafe Is someone Someone who's uh, Who who was from the UK, uh, um, and he he basically had this weird relationship with death, or he wanted people to deal with death better. So he sort of conceptualized his idea, and he said that at every death cafe there must be cake and tea, which I found really interesting. So they went on to explain why there must be cake and tea, mm. because even Angmos have this like Angmos have this um have this have this feeling that talking about death it's quite too taboo. much invites it. Yeah, you know, which is a very I always thought it was a very Asian thing, mm. but it is apparently. 
a global phenomenon. No. I think like white people just like to present themselves as very enlightened and far away from the from the realm of the mystic because that but they're is just as Asian as us. No, it's not Asian. <laughs> it's just like the story of like European enlightenment su- suggests that like they have come very far from the spirit realm. Oh, of course, of course. You know, but if you look back at medieval like spirituality, yeah, 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 it was yeah. full of like Correct. hocus pocus, right? Yeah, not even medieval. Just like look back. I mean, what's yeah. funny now is that so many white people are now going back to the spirituality. Yeah, but via Via appropriative, yeah, of like, course, um, because that's maneuvers. the excess one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so they, they say that I, I like that though. So it's like he's saying that you have to have cake and tea, yeah, in order to kind of like dispel away death, mm. because many people feel that talking about death is a sapping thing, and mm. death comes and takes you away, takes life away. Mm. So cake and tea becomes talismanic in a sense mm. that it is sustenance. So and this this person found out that actually p- giving people cake something so rich and makes you feel very full actually helps people open up to talk about death which I found so intriguing and so cute I mean it's also a great way to make money if you're a cafe uh, la. I mean it's free food <laughs> la. they say it's free la. they have treats oh, it's, you know? free, uh. it's free because they just put cake around so that people can wait, eat wait so is this run as a business no 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 it's not it's literally like a self help or self understanding oh, thing so it's, you, it's actually not a it's, it's not, not an actual cafe. cafe it's, it's not an like a group cafe. that you attend right, ah, right. it's see. like a group that you attend I was like about you to c- ask you like you where, have, where is this death cafe like Teluk Blanga you can have a death cafe here you could host a death cafe for example you know and then people just come and have a cathartic experience talking about death because mm. uh, from what I read many of these people cannot talk to death about their family uh, cannot talk to about, about death to their families mm. or with their families because there's is, there's such distance with death yeah. and family that, that people feel like we can't bring this to the household yeah or death in the family represents the ultimate childhood horror yeah it's yeah, the yeah, first, yeah I can see it's that. the first one of the first few horrors that we learn we all have to go through right? yeah, yeah of course definitely yeah I mean it's I don't know. I my mom recently like started talking to us about her death, right? Because like we were talking about her. I think that's very healthy. Yeah, I, I think it is healthy. We were talking about um, so now we like so we we having some family discussions now about her retirement and like and their retirement in general. Yeah, like, how that's gonna look, right? And uh-huh. then, um, you know, like they started bending about things like when we die, when we go, which you know like is quite sobering lah. Because like when you're making plans for retirement, you're you're thinking in the tens and twenty, you know, ten. You're thinking no longer ten, la. No longer ten, I, twenty years. I, yeah. And my parents are in the seventies already so it's like it's that is the reality right yeah it is, to it's a real talk, thing we're beginning to start talking about like these eventualities in a very practical Correct. way and then like my mom just kind of casually wow if i unconscious or what don't resuscitate me she dnr she went yeah, dnr she said i already told the doctor so if you come if the doctor can't you don't be surprised uh. no but these are things that i'm glad yeah. parents have conversations with their kids about because you don't want to be caught like unaware or surprised, you should ask your mother what she wants to be dressed in. I mean, it sounds Ugh. really taboo, But no, yeah. you sh- these are things that I I I would wanna. I think I know what my mother was wearing. I think she mentioned it before. Yeah. So my I mother think was all like, like, yeah, good right, to what music to play your funeral. Yeah. All right. Yeah, these are things that are quite interesting. So I don't know, Joel. So uh, I'm actually intending to look up when the next death cafe is. Do you want to go? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just like it's not so much about talking about death. It's like I have like close friends that I can talk to about death. Why do I need to go and meet a bunch of strangers okay. to talk about? You know what I mean? That is fair. So yeah. uh, they they, also, like, they also mentioned we talk this about death all the time. You're right. right. So, so so there is a mention of this in that like it's, it's just that a lot of these people don't have proper outlets. Ah, I see. Okay, you know, okay. so yeah, yeah, yeah. they come to this place because everybody is curious mm. and everybody wants to talk about it. And there is a light and there's in death cafes. There's always a licensed, uh, sort of c- counselor. counselor to navigate the whole issues mm. with people. La. So 
uh, it seems a little bit more direction. I think you that know? it's very, very positive. Yeah. I think so too. So I, I will add to the tea and cake, maybe like a basin of flower water outside to bless yourself as you go out. <laughs> hey, no, no joke. Last time I was in SEF bands, right? So the military band in, in the SEF, we had to play for military funerals. Yeah. So like, we had a lot of superstitions surrounding it so it's things yeah. like you cannot play the music so there was a specific march that we used right yeah. and then if you were caught playing the march anywhere in the in our HQ right you'll be scolded because like why without fail every time someone played the next day will have funeral oh my god that yeah. is frightening but to my mind it's because like they it's they like, need to practice ah. yeah that's right <laughs> It's like, of course, it's like you know that's a f- it's, so it's not it's not f- you know it's nothing sorry, spooky about it. That is so stupid. Yeah, but anyway, the other superstition is you go right, we all go, and then when we got back to HQ, we all had to um uh, wash our hands and foreheads with flower with holy water, with bless- okay, with, with uh, blessing. Okay th- These water. are these are super- these are things that yeah. people do. So la. okay, this reminds me of that. I told you I wa- I wanted to tell you something about a death, uh, like a. Oh, a suicide cafe. Like a suicide cafe. Yeah. So when death cafes first started coming to Singapore, it was basically brought in by a person who was interested, a Singaporean who was interested and then found out what to do from a person in the US. Okay. So this US person sort of like mentored like a Singapore person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and so when this became like a sort of viral thing in Singapore, whenever this started, people actually thought that groups, that Singaporeans were coming together to drink poisonous tea and die. Huh? <laughs> People got so much time uh, to suspect <laughs> this kind of thing. I thought it was so oh, funny. so people thought the death cafes were actually a death cult. Yes, <laughs> actually, when, wherever in the world death cafes start, this people been... think that people are coming together to 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 die. I mean, it's a fine line, right? It's also like maybe pe- you know, what if people go to these death cafes to talk about death so much until they like actually let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're Sien, right? I also Sien. You want to find out, right? I just want to find out. Let's Come on, let's find out together. Yeah, yeah, let's find out. Uh, please don't, guys. <laughs> <laughs> My next door neighbor got sell cyanide. What kind of next door neighbor you have? <laughs> uh, anyway, like, I want to talk about, like, so if we were at that cafe right now, what were we talking about? What were we talking about? No, that's the thing. I don't know. I'm right. curious to find out because all I have is okay, so second-hand like what, information. Okay, so this is a very cliche one. What kind of death scares you the most? Oh, actually, a lot of death scares me, sister. Yeah, like, the most. I, oh my god, I, I, I can't even think about it. Buried alive. Actually, fire comes to mind. Yeah, yeah, when you're thrown into the... Into like, I the, don't want to be burnt alive or something like that. Yeah, like I, a witch, right? Balenciaga! Yeah. <laughs> I want none of that. I don't want to be burnt alive. I don't want to be any of that. That sounds very frightening. Yeah, I don't want to die while I'm alive, lah. <laughs> yeah, just process. I, just, I don't want to be killed. I don't yeah, want to be, be killed. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah... Um, I can't, I'm gonna drag you to the next death cafe, okay? You come with me. I don't me. wanna go. Wait, I wanna talk some more about this. It's very entertaining. Okay, so like, what yeah. would you wear at your funeral? What would I wear at my funeral? Assuming you've not been maimed. Assuming you've <laughs> not been maimed. Assuming you're whole and every, wanna, all your parts are together. I wanna wear something that I usually wear, like, actually, berms and like, huh? just like a nice shirt. That's okay, lah. And put me in like nice shoes. You know what? I wanna, I want to be. I, I want that sh- like a thousand dollar shoe to be buried with me or like to be cremated with me or whatever. But why? Because it just seems excessive and it sounds fun. Oh, so you want to go out with some like a touch of like, excess. Ha, ha, yeah, right. Mm. That sounds fun. Would you want people to like... Like $1,000 loafers, you know? Like, mm. I'm not sure there are $1,000 loafers. Sure can find one if you look high enough. Yeah, maybe made of like camel skin. <laughs> maybe uh. made of camel skin. Uh, no, I was going to ask, like, would you want people to be crying at your funeral? Actually, there is a, there is a person uh, called a celebratorant. 
I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. It's a real thing where if people want an alternative funeral where they don't want to focus on just the depressing, sad goodbye aspect, they want to celebrate the person's right. life. They hire someone called a celebrant. Celebrant. A celebrant. Yes, you're right. Mm. Thank you. A celebrant that actually comes in and and and, and like, brings the party. <laughs> Brings the party like Sister, <laughs> they fo- they basically focus on the person's life and they want and they celebrate aspects of his life. It, it basically becomes because a celebrant understands that the funeral is not for the dead, it's yeah, for, it's the, for living. the living. So they focus on the living. They don't focus yeah. on the dead. I mean, I think like I've been to some Christian funerals and there's I mean because it's all religious, there's a lot of like yeah we're singing a soul to heaven and it's quite peaceful and tranquil la. But it's for the living la. Yeah, it is. I think I would want my funeral to have a lot of disco music. Oh, that sounds. Glorious. Yeah, which will transition into a house and techno direction. Okay. Yeah, like I would want people to dance at my funeral because that's I like want to dance at mine. Yeah, that's how I'm living my life. Correct. Right? Yeah. And I actually very, I very much like the idea of a celebrant. I yeah. want that at my funeral. But at the same time, right? Like, there's a part of me that is like, no lah. I want everybody to be fucking weeping. <laughs> oh my god! But <laughs> weeping in the sense that you you want them to be weeping because you also want them to miss you, right? Yeah. But in terms of no, in, but by like, celebrating your life, they also miss you. No, why? no. But in a kind of like, I would like the whole thing to be very camp like everybody has to come in like the most like drag yeah like dress too much like please don't make drag everybody comes in black right but then has to end in (laughs) colour so it's a costume correct there is some dramaturgy at work you have theatre in your funeral yes can I just say I would like a very theatrical funeral can I'm I'm taking notes I do not want any like Paul Bearers to suddenly go viral on the internet Oh, yeah, like, no, the, no, like, like the like the stupid like yeah. TikTok or whatever things. No, like those. What's it called? Like the funeral pot, the funeral, the coffin bearer dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen that. I don't understand that, but okay, it's just, sure. Just, just the internet. It's la. the internet lah. But yeah. okay lah. I think I think I have to take notes now because likelihood if you go first, I'm the one planning this. Wait, la. what? Is, do you really think you'll be the one playing my funeral? That's so sweet. I think I'll be involved you're for sure. Y'all heard it here. Y'all heard it here. He said he will plan my funeral. Eh. Wait, do I have to plan yours? Oh. <laughs> Alright, it's time for lukewarm takes. Oh, it's been so long since I heard you say that. I know, it's so nice. It's so surreal. I yeah, feel like our format nice. is optional one. Oh, what <laughs> format? I don't know, like, you tell us, dear listeners, <laughs> do you think our format is optional? I feel like we just do whatever we want. Yeah, we just do whatever we want. Yeah, that's what we, we say, yeah, we do one. I know, and then when we run out of ideas, we go back to the format. <laughs> Because that's exactly what happened this week. <laughs> hey, you think very easy, uh, week after week, do this. Yeah, lor, not if we're going to produce content. Leh. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, speaking of content, that brings us to this segment, right? Yeah. Which is uh, Lukewarm Takes, a segment where two elder millennials give their lukewarm take on something that's happening on the internet. Correct. And what do we have on the internet this week? So, literally, like, not half an hour ago, <laughs> <laughs> we stumbled on this uh, mothership article that says that said the headlines are this headline says Indonesian YouTuber gets almost three million views for staring into space for two hours and dear listeners I kid you not we just like gr- browse through the video and all he does is stare into the camera he, th- uh, let me paint you a picture okay so he's this 21 year old Indonesian uh, he's sitting at home 
and there's a very sparsely decorated home against a, against a very blank wall and he's just looking into the camera so at you for two hours that is two hours you know what that is that's dedication that's dedication <laughs> no I think like it's like I the internet is a weird place and people really respond to this kind of shit it's, it's like nuts. to them it's like it's like the manifestation of shit posting, right? Where you know what shit posting is? It's that thing where you just post like stuff that really speaks to the deep dark heart of your despair. Is that what shit posting is? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I might be poorly okay, representing okay, that's it, interesting. but it's just like you know, this generation is very into like you know stunting on their depression and their and their and the despair. And this is this the outlet? I don't know. I just feel like this this kind of thing that appeals. Is... I feel like this kind of thing appeals to that thing where it's like such a high level of irony. Oh, that, okay, you know uh, what I mean? It's so, so okay. So are people are, are the three million viewers are appreciating this as irony, or are they uh, are they admiring the fact that this is done and this is a feat? I don't know. It's a mix, right? Probably a mixed bag, right? Yeah. No, I think it's just like such a it's such a it's such a it's like he's the only one. Okay, so I'm pretty sure they are like copycat acts oh, at this point, apparently, right? Oh, apparently, yeah. uh, there are similar videos by yeah. other Indonesians. So there are H- people follow like, from him, is it? I don't know if they, they follow from him or whether, he's, whether he started it, but there's one that, that did it for three hours. There's another one that's yeah. doing it for four so hours. Now so now it's going to be a trend, it's going to be a trend, So basically, it's people just wasting time. Correct. La. Because now everybody is stuck at home, got a lot of time to waste. Correct. So Indonesia is in the throes of the pandemic, right? The numbers are apparently yeah. not great. So but is but that what I this is? Say, is it art? <laughs> is it art? Is it art? Correct. Is it, is some people do podcasts, some people Correct, correct. Our podcast is also a form of shit posting. Pandemic born, yeah. It's pandemic born. Correct, yeah. right? So I feel like, am I surprised? No. But also, right, in contemporary art, there is a strain of art called durational performance, right? Which is basically you so it's a kind of performance art, right? Where you go in and it's usually um a, a, a work that's performed over like a long period of time, like six plus There's hours. There's a very famous then, woman that did this. Uh Abramovic. Yeah, Abramovic. Yeah, is I mean, she a like, durational du- performance. No, durational performance is is when you go in and you experience this thing over a very long period of time and the duration is part of the experience. Oh, I right? understand. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. And the work evolves over a very long period of time. Have you have you experienced something like that? Yeah, but it's very like you kind of walk in, walk out and then like they're at it for like a very long time. Also, oh, it's, it's an art in process. Y- yeah, sorts. and it's very like the performance is a process and it's very contemplative. Honey, this yeah. is not that. No lah. <laughs> But why is it? Why are you so elitist? <laughs> huh? Why are you so elitist? Who made mm, you the step? Who made you voice, the, right? uh, the arbiter no, no, of cannot, art and, and good taste? Huh? Do yeah. you own a gallery? <laughs> I tell you, some gallery will pick this up. Uh. No, <laughs> yeah, I can see. I can see why some people might say like, "Oh, this is very performative. This is very interesting." But I cannot help but feel this is symptomatic of our generation. It's a tro- It's trolling, law. It's high level troll. It's it, a, it is it's, to a level high level troll, it's, la. Okay, it's very high level troll because this is a troll, right? Who is not just putting words on the internet. This is a troll who is living and embodying his trolling. <laughs> He's literally <laughs> dedication, s- correct? Sitting there for two hours. In like it's a kind of performance art kitchen. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Though. You know what else is like like mukbang? Is that yeah. what it's called? Mukbang is also an, a bizarre form. So I think so what it's is very mukbang? similar. Mukbang is? mukbang is that thing, right? And like correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not very like au courant with like the culture. Okay. <laughs> yeah, je parle français. <laughs> it's when like I think it started in Korea, right? It's mm. This thing where people will pay to watch videos of usually these xiao mei mei, like little women, but now anybody like. 
eat enthusiastically. Right. Like massive amounts of food, right? Yes, On correct. camera. So it's an online... I mean, I'm just reading off yeah. Wikipedia because I just did a quick search so that we get a definition. It's basically an online audiovisual broadcast in which a host consumes large quantities, you mm. nailed it, large mm. quantities of food with... Um, while interacting yep. uh, with an audience. Yep. And it became so popular in South Korea. Uh, and, and since then, it's become a worldwide trend from people eating pizzas to noodles to whole buffets. Yeah, like the white people got a hold of it. White people got a yeah. hold of it. Uh. What yeah. did they eat? I don't know, like, whatever. Croutons, Pasta, uh. croutons. <laughs> like. See, why did this become a thing? I don't know. Is this... I mean, I don't know why you're asking me as if I have the answer, right? But like, No, no I'm just a discussion. I think uh. like the internet speaks to our loneliness in very peculiar ways, right? It's like, it, it, it offers up this illusion, not illusion, actually a really palpable sense of connection with someone else. Mm. And like, it, it, it creates a very interesting way of watching. Mm. You know what I mean? I think like, human beings are like, fascinated with watching. We love to watch. Voyeurs? Like, yeah, we're, we're we, all, yeah. Yeah, that's why we are so addicted to our screens, right? And, uh, like, yeah. we love to watch because there's something about seeing other people do things that can be very pleasurable. Uh, yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. Mukbang kind of, like, taps into that and adds on top of that this extra layer of, like, watching someone eat, which is a very, like, usually quite a private activity, don't you think? Sure. Like, I get very uncomfortable watching people eat, actually. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I can understand that it's feeling, like, if yeah. I focus too intently on someone in a food court eating, it can right? actually be yeah, very yeah, I get very uncomfortable, yeah, especially can. old people. Do you ever get that? When you see old people because eat, they I feel like crying. They have yeah. no fucks to give. No, no for me, yeah. for me, why I find old people a little bit uncomfortable to watch, and, and this may sound a bit ageist, but it's because they have no fucks to give anymore. So they will just eat. No, and it's, so, no it's not that. It's always, for me, it's like, wow, sis, good but on for you. Me, but it's I like, there's always this. a kind of loneliness to watching someone eat. You know, it's why? like, I don't know. It's like, okay, are they assu- eating alone? Yeah, assuming, in your they're head, eating, okay, assuming they're eating alone. Oh, okay, right? okay. There's something kind of very sad and... Really lah, but, but you're yeah. projecting a little bit lah. I'm projecting my own loneliness on them. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, this is another podcast episode. Correct, correct. <laughs> but this mukbang thing is like it's interactive lah, so I guess it's yeah, it's like, interactive, and then they talk, and then they, I guess they make money out of this, right? Because yeah. it's become like a like a, like a real thing. So for me, this whole mukbang thing, this um, this Indonesian that's that now filmed themselves for two hours, there's a very pornographic feel to the whole thing because we are, mm. as you say, watching. We really latch on and like the idea of watching other people do other things. Mm. And we have taken simple things to extremes. Whether mm. this is trolling or not, I don't know. But I think the idea of doing something to extreme gives you a badge of honour. Yeah, yeah, I do. And watching it so, like, becomes pornographic. Crack, crack, crack. Like, <sighs> there is this um, music YouTuber I follow called Adam Neely. Right. Who is like, uh, he talks about music theory and jazz and stuff like that. He's very hot. Um, okay. So he, I think, like he did this video where he played this one musical riff called, um, I can't remember what it's called, but he plays this musical riff for like five hours or something. He's just playing the same riff the same over thing and over for again. Five hours. Yeah, it's called the lick. Da, na, 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 na. That's the tune. Yeah. So it's a jazz, it's a jazz um, riff, right? He just plays it over and over again without variation. For five hours. Okay, I don't know how long, but very long. Okay, but very long. Yeah. Um, and I recently saw on music YouTube again, like someone practicing the piano non-stop for 40 hours on YouTube. That's insane. Yeah, so like, I don't know. I guess it, it satisfies many things, right? Our admiration for the marathon, for the, for, you know, the the the, the perverse, like... The excess. The la. excess. The, the commitment. It's, it speaks to excess culture again, and, and we are consuming excess culture. Yeah, like, but it's really culture. like, we in a way, <sighs> we are like willing them to succeed, right? It's like, yeah. In some way, it's a very underdog thing. Yeah. No, you know what this is also? It's like, it's like uh, as we were talking about it, I, I, I immediately had this in mind, the every year Singapore has this 
Mitsubishi challenge. Crack, 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 crack. You know, the you, must, right? you must put your hand on yes. the car. So it endurance. feels something like that. Endurance. People stay like for 40 yeah. hours, rain, shine, whatever. It's like, and all like, whenever I walk past this and I see him, I go like, oh, we are siao. But I also want them to, to win. win. Because you want someone to win, right? <laughs> but it's just, and I want like but, the old auntie to win. But there's a drama to it because it's like, will they persevere? Will they succeed? <laughs> yeah. Will they, like, will they, will they fail? Yeah, there is drama lah. It's very dramatic. There's drama created around yeah. this lah. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm. Is this where content is right now? Is this all that's content? Like we work. Okay, I wouldn't say we work very hard lah. I was gonna say. I mean, say. we are not sitting here staring at each other. That's for sure. <laughs> like the stuff that we put out is this kind of content. Yeah. So and and some people like this kind of content, you know, yeah. and, and, and they follow us or whatever. But then there are people that do this thing, sit down there for two hours, and then get three million views, and I go like. Wow. You want 3 million listeners. Should we do, should we just keep on talking for 48 no, we should, hours? We should, we should do a podcast. Should we do a marathon yeah, yeah. podcast? No, 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 we should just do a podcast where, right, we just say the same thing over and over again. Pontiana, 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 stop listening. <laughs> yeah, because like, you say enough times, she, she will really appear. She will visit you. <laughs> I don't know. I I guess like, it's very interesting to make content out of literally nothing, right? It's quite postmodern lah. That's right. right. It's very postmodern content. Yeah, but it's also that thing where I feel like the internet has like, made room for the most bizarre banal things the most everyday anything can fly yeah and like I think there's a pleasure to that in that you, I can see that you yeah elevate la. it's like it's that thing where you know we we were told that only certain things are fascinating you know only certain yeah. things are worth uh, it's boundary pushing in a way in the in most way, like unexpected yeah, it's manner like, okay here you have this Instagram influencer who like you know makes this fucking content just to get likes, right? And monetizes it. I I see that and I raise you two hours of silence there into the camera. <laughs> which is at the same time that's good, that's a- good. actually a feat of performance. Like a kind of postmodern troll and also just like at this moment speaks to something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I admire it why I also will not sit through two hours of that bullshit. La. Neither would I. Yeah. It's, it's not going to happen. I, guess I mean, internet, power to you, yeah. Indonesians, brothers and sisters and everything in between. And so also like stay safe and I hope everything's going okay. If this, keeping, if this is keeping you at home trying to break the record, go for it. Maybe that's why it was, you, you know? know? Yeah, it's like if I'm not sitting here, I will go out and get infected. Correct. Yeah. So maybe this is, if this if this is a, a fantastic way to keep people at home, right? Wow, well <laughs> done. What a brilliant ploy, right? It's mm. quite, I don't know. Um, I was just thinking also how like the internet, but specifically like, you know when YouTube first came about? Yeah. Everybody was saying, oh, you remember that year wow, when, when did it happen? You remember the year on, um the, the cover of Time Magazine person of the year was a mirror and it reflected yourself back at you. So the person I of the year, this, but person this of the year, the one year, the person of the year on time was you. Wow. The general you. And I think you talk about YouTube as well and like YouTube as this great democratizing force, right? Because now everyone Everybody can become a content maker. Can put something up. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's interesting because now we know that actually even in social media, there are legit and less legit content makers, right? Yeah, it's of like the, the the YouTube the social media content makers become an actual professional class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I still think it's quite a democratic space. Like, I mean, you've heard of OnlyFans, right? <laughs> oh my god! Yes, the for please explain so, OnlyFans. Okay, to oh, everyone, it's not very savory. Yeah, uh, so if no, you, it's okay. you now OnlyFans is basically a way for you to um. Well, it, it's mainly porn. People are basically making their own amateur porn, and right, and the everyday person is yeah. making their own amateur right. porn. So basically, and they're posting you, it up you, on a you, channel. You set up an OnlyFans profile, and then you get followers, right, to sign up and pay money 
so that they can see your, your private content, your private videos and you put yeah. up videos and pictures of you in pornographic situations yeah. either with yourself you, or with other people yeah, and, and then, then you can pay, chat right? and then you can so, so oh, you can chat yeah I believe so and like like if you pay a certain amount like you can have special one on one like cam sessions with wow yeah so you know what this is groundbreaking in a way because mm. as you to use your word it has democratized Porn. porn Yeah And actually right I was watching a documentary The other day About how the porn industry Has suffered a lot With the advent of Pornhub And like ha. You know things like this Because <laughs> they, they used to have The Obviously the monopoly Over pornographic material Pornhub now, people, yeah, yeah. now people are just Uploading their own right Yeah correct Yeah, And, and power to people For doing that Yeah, I used to think that OnlyFans was actually Quite unsavory as you, like, I thought like Oh gross Why are people doing this But you know what Power to you if you can make money out of it, and yeah. you're doing you you're not being forced to do it. You're doing it in a safe way. You're doing it in a respectful way. Correct. Power to you lah. Yeah, and so many people are like turning to OnlyFans now because everybody's like losing work, right? You know what? Go for it. I would. You want you to open know, our I channel? I been thinking of it. What okay, will be your channel called? So I'm just going to uh pitch it to our our, our dear listeners. Yeah, we'll right? get so, feedback. Okay, Joe Tan is gonna say I'm OnlyFans, right? So I was mm, thinking instead of porn raunchy. because I like you know no matter how much I love myself, I don't think I could quite sell the idea that I am a porn star lah. So I was thinking, you don't my, know. no, yeah, <laughs> I might have a niche. <laughs> yeah, you might have a niche. I do not want to meet my niche. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, ma'am. Uh, I think my OnlyFans would be, be me, right? Making videos where I compliment. People <laughs> like what would you say? I'm just like, hi, your hair looks amazing today. Oh, and then I'll pay ninety nine cents for yeah. that. I go, thank you. It's like, <laughs> if you pay me more, I can tell you a little bit more. <laughs> Did you do something different with your teeth? You know what? That that could actually be an untapped market. No, Correct. because people are so insecure nowadays. Right. What people need are just compliments. Yeah, it's like day. I'm loving what you did with your eyebrows. And then what you can do is that you, for for a higher value fee, right? Maybe you pay five ninety nine. You will surprise them with compliments throughout the day. <gasps> you know, right. like just when they least expect it, go like, I love that dress. Uh, you know? All right, all right. <laughs> mm, the way you drank your coffee just now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> huh? I feel like I have. You know quite, what? Okay, I also think. Right. You've you've conquered yeah, theater. Not right. bad. No. Now I'm just gonna conquer. You are conquering podcast. Not yeah. bad. Now OnlyFans only is the next stage Watch la. out girl It's the final frontier It's not just you Like gym bros anymore Correct <laughs> Like auntie's coming to town <laughs> <laughs> Hey girl I really admire Your approach to recycling I just love How you separate Paper And plastic I think you're doing great. In fact, I think you're doing just enough. Anymore, and I think I'd have to marry you. Hey boy, I love that you didn't shave, even though it's because you're kind of depressed. Hey, I bet you smell real nice after eating all those Doritos. Right, it's time for Bite Side Science, the mm. segment where our resident science expert Kishikuma Singh gives us some um, Bite Side Science, Bite Side Science to deal with the 21st century. Well, it's not really to deal with it; it's to deal with like any part of your life because we're all going to die. Yeah, so we're so, back to the theme of death. In case you can't tell, Kish- death has been on Kishin's mind a lot lately. Yeah, it's been I, on my mind. I do not know why. I just don't know. I'm actually very terrified of death. So 
maybe 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 that's why I'm thinking about it a lot lah. But uh, so <laughs> let me tell you. Let me start off with a really frightening story. Okay? Oh God! Yeah, so, why not? So <laughs> when my grandfather passed, oh, no. um, no, when my grandfather oh, passed, I know this story. Oh, oh you God. know, story, you guys right? are in for it. Trigger warning. Yeah, it's, fire is oh, it's really not great. So when my grandfather passed. Um. So back in the day at the, at the crematorium, uh, this was before it's now automated and everything. At least before that, we could uh, the loved ones could need needed to actually push oh. the body into the to the furnace. So that's what they did with my grandfather, and I was a child of maybe nine or ten. And as my aunt and uncle were pushing their father into this furnace, from which you could feel the heat, by the way, my father knelt down to me and said if you don't behave when you die and as people are pushing you into the furnace god will wake you up okay thanks for tuning in everyone <laughs> see you next week bye I, i'm sorry <laughs> it's child abuse this is child abuse that's actually child abuse it is fucking frightening Hello, to tell please. a child is so i am is that why you're so afraid of death um uh, because like of this traumatic childhood memory. No, I mean this is probably one of it, but but Jesus, that that was that was frightening. Okay, and I am I'm frightened of specifically being. That's why I'm frightened of being burned alive. This whole idea of burning is just awful. Yeah. Okay. So um, but we are our bodies are carbon rich, right? And actually burning is not carbon friendly because what happens is that there's a lot of incomplete combustion that happens with this carbon based fuel. You need a lot of oxygen to burn this body. To burn this body completely Okay So you need a lot of oxygen And we don't have that uh, We don't have enough oxygen So what will happen is that There's a lot of soot That goes out into the air As you burn a body There's a lot of Noxious fumes That goes out into the air As you burn this body Okay yes. So burning uh, Cremation is not actually uh, Environmentally the friendly, friendly. Yeah, the, uh, the friendliest thing For the environment I, mm. Yeah that In fact Probably burial is the best way because you return nutrients to the soil. Yeah, that's very intuitive. But yeah. land scarcity, you know, mm. you want to put people lying down like that so that they can all be raptured later. Or something. I don't know. I mean, that so, is truly yeah. the idea. I mean, right, Christian right. eschatology will says that like at, when you know, like our Lord and Savior comes back, all the dead will suddenly be yeah, like revivified. Correct, So there's that, but of, then some people are saying. Instead of laying people down, why don't we bury people standing up? Because that would save a lot of space. In what? Underground? No, you carry you carry on burying people as oh, you but would, vertically. But vertically. Because that would still save that would save a lot of space, but if you think about it. Yeah, actually, I don't know. Why? You know? That, I no, no, it's not, given thought to why. It's not a new idea. Yeah, but oh. it's just that people people have very taboo feelings when it comes to death. Because mm. they think about of their loved ones, I can't let my loved ones stand for all of eternity. Yeah. You know, I need my loved ones to light up. So these are all very emotional feelings, mm. you know, that you cannot easily dismiss, right? So I just want to talk about different ways we can get rid of our own bodies, you know. Right. <laughs> like after we or, die. In fact, Different ways other people can carry off yeah. our bodies. Correct. Like, I mean, you can, you can, you can say something like you can put in a word before your, before you die. But who knows what will happen, uh, right? Candle. Can- <laughs> Not like that, please. Correct. No, I'm still alive. <laughs> so there's one, uh, thing that I want to talk about that is actually quite frightening. I, I don't like this method, but it seems, it seems okay if you think about it as an environment. But it seems just awfully harsh, and that is liquefying your body. Uh? 
So it's literally putting your body in a pressure chamber and filling it up with an alkaline. So it's a caustic solution. And Wait, alkaline, okay. Yeah, it's, it's caustic. It's a very caustic solution. Right. And what will happen is that it literally reduces and melts your body into goo. <sighs> okay, that can then be later compressed into powder and that becomes ash. So this, that's why this process is called liquefied cremation. Wait, I'm confused. So yeah. you're liquefied and then turned into ash. You're liquefied and then that liquid matter, which is ah. actually quite dense, is compressed and then it becomes a solid powder. And then what do you do with the powder? And then you, like, after you cremation, what do you do with the ashes? Oh, you, you put give it people, in an urn. La. La. Like, hey, hey, this is your grandpa. Also, you know? okay. Yeah. So that that's one way. But it but many people, uh, when this was proposed as an alternative way to getting rid of bodies, people were appalled because the process, they said, uh, does not respect the body. Because the process, if you think about it, is vile you're literally f- rendering the flesh from a person's face breaking down the bones into crumbly calcium so it is really horrifying but only if you're alive like if you're dead who you won't feel yeah. anything wise you're dead really right i don't know there's a lot of reverence for you know the body in many cultures because it's you it's believed that you know, the dead body yeah. retains some aspect of the living, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It has yeah, yeah. to be preserved. Like, even, that's why some people are even a bit dodgy, feel a bit dodgy about, um, like, have a giving organ, donating organs after death because they feel yeah. like you cannot, like, no. you cannot, like, um, defile the body in any way. Correct. Yeah. Um, but this liquefaction thing actually it just sounds like an accelerated version of, like, what will happen when you're buried anyway. Yeah, I, right. I, I, I think that, that that is not too far from the I truth. I think what people don't like is like the dissolving in a vat of alkaline thing. La, because it's a bit like, you know, in, it's very gross, you know in like Breaking Bad, there's a whole thing where he yes. did, but, which is not scientific. You can't actually do that, right? Dissolve a body in acid. Uh, if the acid is costing enough, it will react and it will just dissolve. La. But usually what people use is they, they, they use alkaline because it, it, there's something to do with the smell and everything. Uh. Yeah, it gets rid of all of that. So, I just don't envy the person who's doing the liquefaction. Yeah, right? But yeah. uh, apparently there are, there are, some countries have really looked into mass producing this and they've created places that you can actually do this. I mean, how long does the process let's take? Let's think about it. Burning a body is actually, was once, I'm sure it was once yeah. thought like, why would you do that to a human body? Burning it and like putting it in high temperatures, like incinerating everything. Sure. At some point, maybe that was taboo, but we've grown to accept it, mm. right? So maybe this will be... Wait, but how long does this liquefaction take? I think it takes about a few days, if I'm not wrong. Even under high pressure. Even under high pressure. I thought it would be like, like you put inside like a pressure wrong. cooker, it makes things faster. Yeah, la, yeah. but hey, hello, a body is very dense. La. A few days true. is actually not bad already. La. I to make you how- into goo, after a few days Is he fat shaming me? No This <laughs> guy <laughs> I lost a lot of weight already Okay I still want to point out My density This is not about you <laughs> Okay the other thing That I actually quite like Okay is um, but This is another method This is another method Okay Is After you die Picture this huh? After you die After your loved ones Do all their little funeral things For you The body gets taken And it is Freeze dried Immediately flash frozen and then put onto this little place and then vibrated. And then as it's vibrating, it shatters. I wish you could see my face now. So it is camp. That is so camp. It is freeze-dried and vibrated into dust to use as flower fertilizer. You know what? I will be down for flower that. Flower fertilizer. It says here specifically flower fertilizer, but I'm sure you can fertilize anything, lah. Potatoes. I mean you can fertilize anything. Okay, this sounds like the you know, like you've watched enough fantasy. 
you read enough fantasy novels, right? There's always the mage who can turn people into ice, and then like the <laughs> and then the 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 hero will come and swipe with a sword, and then render the whole thing into like goo. Yeah, yeah, correct lah. This is it lah. This, uh, but it's it's not goo. It's literally it's imagine something that has been frozen, right? And then if you just get the right vibrational frequency of anything, it tends to shatter. Just like how if you scream at glass, it shatters because oh. you got the you got the right vibrational frequency. Of the of the atoms, so this is the same concept. You know, okay, that sounds violent, right? If you think of it in a very like camp way, it's quite rapturous. <laughs> it's quite right. to explode at I mean, a high enough frequency. I think it's that amazing. turns your like frozen body into dust. Right? I mean, let it go, <laughs> let it go. I'm it's actually, like, is this frozen? It's like that. Frozen Three. It's like <laughs> actually that's her secret power, right? Like her magic ability is actually to save land. From Barry, she just freeze dries all the bodies. Yeah. Body, Elsa is then, like they yeah. sing and then they yeah. all vibrate. To She's them. actually a necromancer. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for me, this one, this had a lot of appeal because it, even though it sounded violent, there was something very beautiful in the fact that I got turned to dust. You know, I yeah. I, I don't know. Is I, there was, any other way to turn the human body into dust? Burial sorts of sort of turns you dust as you slowly decompose, lah. Yeah, lah. But dust that you can sprinkle over flowers, no, right? I mean, like cremation is essentially turning your body into ashes. Into the ashes kind of yeah, like right, dust, kind of right. like dust, right? So I guess that's that. Okay. So I don't know. I I I kind of like this one. Yeah, it's quite nice. What yeah. else have you found? The third one that I want to talk about is something called, and this is. Uh, I don't think it's for everybody. <laughs> it's called uh, Tibetan Sky Burial. Oh, no, 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 I've heard about this. Have this you heard of this? very ancient practice. It's Zoroastrian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Zoroastrian. yeah. yeah. Uh, so what they do is that the bodies of the deceased are taken to the top of the hill and left for vultures to peck on. Mm. Uh, so And then they go back after a while to collect the bones. Is yeah, it? so yeah. This, is, this is interesting because there is a very a cyclical nature aspect to this where you actually use your body to feed something. Mm. You know, uh, you know some, some people find this very awful because it's vultures and it seems very base. But for me, I, I but would no tell... But asking you to stay there and watch, correct, right? And then I'll tell them like, but what's the difference with you cremating your body, taking that ash and then using it to fertilize a flower? It's just that a flower looks prettier than a vulture. It's just your own perceptions of and these things. And it's not things. just vultures, surely. It's other scavengers that are up in the mountains as well, Maybe right? other humans. I mean, like, even just... I, I'm pretty sure there are some tradi- there are some cultures that have traditionally left bodies out in forests or, yeah. you know... Um, where they're just like slowly broken down by scavengers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 icky because we hold so much, like we were saying earlier, so much sentimental value to bodies, right? But yep. like, but it's the most like probably the best thing you can do with your body is to let it feed an ecosystem. I agree. Right? Yeah. So I I am that's all for how, feeding that forward. That is how it's meant to be. That's nature, lah. Yeah, and I guess that's why burial is so so central to so many cultures because that's what essentially happens, right? It's just yeah. that, like, the way, like, burial takes up so much space now, it's just become unsustainable. Yeah. And, and yeah. The reason why it takes up so much space and why that is a problem is because our population has exploded yeah, since like, we're not industrial revolution. We're not nah. meant to have so many of us. Well. Correct, it's not yeah. meant to have so many. So, I don't know, I... I I've, that was quite a violent thing. So I just want to say it's not enough. It's not for everybody. But then this, if everybody starts doing sky burial, right, there will just be, like, mounds of rotting corpses on... Yeah, and then the yeah. vulture population will grow. We don't want that. No, <laughs> certainly do not. Correct. Vultures are horrible. This ecosystem is not for me. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, other than deciding what to do with your body, right, there's also what you can do with the ashes. And sister, let me... Are you going to tell me the one where you can turn into a diamond? Let me tell you. <laughs> no, that's, that's like the least weird that's thing that odd. I found out. Okay. 
you can do so much with oh Ash God. and I am no you should be excited okay so yes you've you've hit the one of the more famous things to do with with ashes is to compress it and then create a diamond sort of thing to then yeah. remember your loved ones okay so that's whatever oh. but you can also <laughs> sorry just a bit queasy uh, you yeah. can also put yourself into fireworks and then go out literally in an explosion you want to talk camp sister <laughs> this camp <laughs> Da, 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 you can literally go out with a bang. <laughs> That's what that is. Go out with a bang. There goes Auntie Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> on, uh, on the same vein, <laughs> and this feels this feels like a, it's, it's a very specific sort of family that would say yes to this. Hey, actually, why didn't they do that for Lee Kuan Yew? Uh? <laughs> NDP right NDP. Maybe the, Yeah there maybe, goes There goes our The remains of our, mi- our, our minister mentor mm, Thank you. you Thank you minister. This <laughs> is home <laughs> <laughs> Truly <laughs> So awful Sorry sorry All due respect um, Rest in peace Rest in peace <laughs> So you were saying What were you going to say The other thing that You could do Is to actually put the ashes In shotgun shells And then you could use That together with your family To have some target practice Wait what You could put the ashes In shells Or oh, bullets no, This sounds like Some like redneck red Second amendment like, Yeah it's then like you just Blast grandma To a tin I mean, it's Yeah it's like Oh grandma Would have liked yeah, that I'm just sorry that I don't know what the accent was It's ridiculous like, Yeah okay <laughs> But the one thing That I also like And this talked about the whole feeding forward thing is you could actually make your ashes into an underwater reef I think there's a lot of compression oh, going on oh I love that and that provides shelter for ocean life oh you that's know what? beautiful make my ashes do that yeah. that sounds amazing yeah right I'd rather do that than have my ashes scattered at sea I'd rather let them get fired off in a firework I think it's so nonsense I mean I uh. think we root those out <laughs> immediately yeah right so right. ridiculous they sound expensive who's, <laughs> who's paying for this correct exactly? also like what occasion will you mark huh it's like oh happy graduation his like, grandma <laughs> <laughs> no I like the coral reef one I like the coral yeah. reef one so this basically this idea of feeding forward is something I am yeah. quite down with. Let's all pay it forward after we die, you know? Mm. That's the way of the world. We will try our best. Let's use this body of, like, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, sulfur, phosphorus, calcium. Yeah. And throw it out into the world. Take me. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. How you wanna go out, Joel? Uh, <laughs> with a bang? <laughs> yeah, with a with a bang. Yeah, you not a with a bang. I think I will go out with both a whimper, a whimper and, and a, a this bang. This is the way you can go out with a whimper <laughs> and a bang. It's like, yeah, so like, after your disco party, like, <laughs> after your disco party funeral, we do our costume change from black to color. Correct. We, we turn you gather into dust. around like uh, the we marina barrage. First, you yeah. you pick your color. Which color you want in the sky? Purple. Purple. Got mm. it. I taking notes. Correct. Purple. Okay. And everybody gather at the marina barrage. You right? want a marina barrage? Marina barrage. Not Pasir Park. Uh? No, I want. I w- if I'm going to have <laughs> fireworks, frighten people. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, what's happening? Sorry, if I'm going to have my remains shot out as fireworks, it will be at the marina barrage. Can okay. I got you marina barrage? Can yeah. And if go, it's still there, like, there I think. There goes Jotan. It's like good riddance. <laughs> 
she was always a pain in the ass. Across the Singapore sky. I think, you know what? I'll make the fireworks come out as a middle finger. To yeah, yeah, actually, that's true. <laughs> no, nah, I love this country. Nah. Mm, me too. Mm. Anyway, we've come to the end of today's episode. Correct. Yes. Yeah, I was like, thank you all, dear listeners, who have stayed with us through so many episodes. Yes. Like, we cannot believe how many episodes we've reached. Yeah. Like, 14, uh, 14 We have, we have 14 yeah. episodes And we want to thank All our followers Thank like, you so much We don't know We keep. I know we keep saying this We don't know how long We want to do this for And how much longer We'll and, go on Yeah right? how much longer We'll go on But, but we're we, certainly At this point 13 episodes more Than we thought we would Exactly yeah. And we are enjoying The process We really still are Yeah uh, so yeah, we'll we'll be around for a while, I guess. I hope until you get bored, lah. Until you get bored. So yeah. like, Kishan has like his eye on the 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 listening statistics, but I refuse to listen because I feel like the minute I know yeah. what's going on, like I will get stressed. Yeah. So I'm keeping eye on the statistics. Yeah. And we have a a health, very healthy number of followers, which always surprise oh, me. Oh, I'm so happy to hear <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. And and it's amazing. Yeah. So just thank you everyone for following and tell your friends. Tell your about friends us. to listen to us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We've got listeners. In high places, you know. Huh, who? Ministry of Education. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Till mm. next time. This has been Joel. And Signing this off. is Kishan. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>